Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are really excited that you're here to be a part of this conversation. Hello, Dr. Virginia. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you, Dr. Val? You're doing all right. Oh. I am just still really excited about us getting back into rhythms and getting yes. our content out for everyone. Um, we just want to thank all of you who follow us and subscribe on YouTube for those of you that are following us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podbean. Um, if you are following this on Pinterest, we just really appreciate you all so very much. And we promise we're getting our act together. <laughs> we have to, just are so determined that this year we're going to jump in and, and try to do better about letting you know about our content. But we really appreciate it when you subscribe, when you like, when you send us messages. We appreciate the encouragement. And um, you're going to see us a little bit more on Instagram coming up. And so there's a, a lot of things, but you can find our link tree in the notes if you watch us on YouTube or if you um, follow us on one of the podcasts. Um, and so you can always find us at, at Kidman Doctor in different locations. And so we hope that you have the opportunity to kind of check us out in other places if you only follow us in one location. So we really appreciate it. And we thank you for all the kind words and everything that you say. We, we love getting notes from you and messages from you. Mm -hmm. And so our January planning episode, we were super excited about because we were hoping to just let you know the things that we start thinking about during this month to hopefully yes. help you be to think about things as you're looking at your year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we talked about in that episode <laughs> that we start thinking about in January, and actually we start thinking about it a little earlier and we'll talk right. about that in just a few minutes, but we wanted to just talk with you a little bit about how much we love camp hey. and why we love camp <laughs> and the things that we do to prep for it. And so I know Dr. Virginia, you love camp, I think as much as I do. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love camp. And I, I was sharing this before we started recording that my introduction to children's ministry was through a children's camp. Um, I was probably about 14 years old um, it, and it was suggested for me to go be a junior counselor at our local associational um, girls camp in Mount Zion. Association Girls Camp for third through sixth grade girls. I don't even know if our church even sent a group to the camp, but I went. <laughs> I went as a 14 year old. Yes. And I loved it. I loved it. I guess that's where I got bit with the children's ministry bug while I was at camp. Got bit with it's, other bugs a too. Camp is but. a great place for that to happen. I've it had was. a lot of leaders that have gone with me to camp and then come back and gone, okay, I'm all in in children's ministry now. You got yes. me. And, and yes. they want to be plugged in throughout the year. So camp is a good place for that. It is. It is. And I've done lots more camps since then. Love <laughs> camp. <laughs> well, and what are some of the reasons why you love camp? Why do you feel that it's important oh, for your man. kids to go to camp? Man, it's just, um, I mean, I feel like this is the reason that you hear talked about the most, but it's because it is true and it holds true is 
that whole concept of getting away, getting out of your routines, getting away from um, the world in some respects, you know, getting getting sort of out of the norm um, and really spending that week um, focused on God, focused on learning the word, um, focused on hearing the gospel. And so I love that. And camp is fun. It's just a great opportunity for kids to get away and really be poured into. Um, mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity to bring friends and to have friends hear the gospel. Um, and again, I mean, you're just getting the Bible over and over again for yeah. however many days straight just poured into these kids. And yeah. so it can be an effective, um, you know, discipleship and an effective outreach ministry oh, for, sure. um, for our kids and for our churches. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's what's so amazing about it. We talk a lot in education about how kids learn through relationships mm -hmm. and how the more of a relationship we can build with our kids, the better yeah. they will learn because they trust you more and mm -hmm. they will, you know, will open up a little bit more and they are more receptive when they feel like you care and when they have a relationship with you. And I think camp is just the best place to build a relationship with your kids because mm -hmm. you have all of this time together and it's, you're not just spending just an hour with them or, right. you know, just, just a, you know, a couple of hours with them. You're actually, you know, spending several days in a row, you know, morning, noon and night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, activities in between. And so you are really getting to see them in all aspects of life. Because so you really get to build this relationship with them over the days because you get to see them in a different light. You get to see them in different situations. And so that's one of the reasons why I love it. And I also love it just because you can just, you are totally focused on them when you're at camp. You, yeah. you have to be, and, and we'll talk about logistics here in a little bit and, and why you do, but because you're totally focused on them, you can just sort of be free with them and have fun and just, you know, really spend that time together. And so that's why I love camp so very much. And so I think it's great for the kids too. I think it gives them some independence <clears throat> kind of being away from home. It gives them that opportunity to, to, to be in a different um, location so that they can sort of experience church outside of the walls of the church, but mm -hmm. see it in a more daily way. It's like you said, you know, most all of the camps where I've either served or where I've taken kids, you know, we've always had that morning devotion time and, yeah. and you have, you know, you know, Bible study time. And then you have, so you, you have this opportunity to show kids that, you are reading the word of God, studying the word of God, praying to God, doing things with God outside of the church walls. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it can be part of your everyday life. It can, yeah. it can tie into absolutely everything you do. Because again, most of the camps that I've been at have really tie in Bible yeah. verses and Bible study into yes. every activity, whether it's a craft or whether it's a yes. game or if you're playing sports, but they, they always have that little devotion time. They always have that little yeah. moment. And so they really get to see, the word of God displayed in every aspect of life at camp. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's really cool as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you typically create your own camp experience or have you historically gone to a camp that's planned for you? I like going to a camp. Um, I, have planned camps before, um, or a camp really, that was a one and done for me. <laughs> um, just because the, the camps that I go to, I feel like are so well done and so wonderful. I know that with the resources that I have on my own, um, I can't recreate 
that kind of level and that kind of caliber just, you know, with my people and with our resources on our own. And so, so that's my personal thing. I know, you know, a lot of people do really do enjoy like doing a camp on their own and creating their own camp and having it tie in with other things that they're learning at church or like, you know, really focusing it on something that maybe their whole church is focusing on or, you know, and so I know that there can be a lot of advantages as well to doing Mm -hmm. it yourself, but um, I, I, yeah, I like taking my kids, um, to camp. And so yeah. we've, we've talked about it before. So I'll just go and say eccentric kid is the one that I love. So yeah. there are lots of wonderful kids. Oh, camps. There are a I lot love of great taking kids my kids camp. to centric kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have taken kids to centric kid and, and really, really do love it. I've taken kids to our, our state associations mm-hmm. at camp and have really, really loved it. Um, and I have done my own camp before, and mm-hmm. I, I will tell you that, that there's a lot of struggle as you're trying to decide what you feel you need to do. Mm-hmm. I, I always let children's ministers know, don't feel pressured to create your own camp. If Ooh, there are yeah. people in your community that do that, don't let them make you feel like, well, that's the only way to do it because it's not the only way to do it. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, you have to really have a lot of resources and a lot of people that will serve with you for you to be able to create your own camp. Even if you are going to a campground that's set up for camps, which there are a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. for that in most all the states, you can find a campground that offers, you know, churches to come in and and host Mm -hmm. their camp where the church is completely responsible. But that means that you're responsible for everything that you're responsible to create and bring your materials (laughs) for activities and you're responsible for, you know, having, you know, the devotions and all of the Bible study and all of the cases you got to cook your own food too. Yeah. It's, it's according (laughs) to the location as to how much, um, I know that there are a couple of camps (laughs) in Tennessee that will offer, like, for example, they might have things like a ropes course or Mm -hmm. archery or some big things that they will, monitor for you and and, and do for you. But I don't know of any that if you're taking your kids to the camp in that way, that provide everything for you, but it be your camp. It's right. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So you are having to take a lot of supplies Mm -hmm. and you're having to take the food and and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to kind of decide, is this something that I have the, the time? Is this something that I have the capacity for? Is this something that I have the, the, the people serving to be able to do? Mm-hmm. And because you can't do this one all on your own, you, right. you really cannot create a camp and, and have it run successfully or safely mm-hmm. on your own. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that you have to really think about. And I know cost can always be an issue because sometimes costs can, can be right. difficult to be able to take the kids someplace. But like I said, that's where you just have to kind of look in, at your church community and your resources and see what is going to be the best option for your kids, mm-hmm. um, for them to have a positive experience and to be able to, to do that. Absolutely. So again, yeah, I think that, that, that finding camps like Centricid and the, the great thing about Centricid, the great thing about um, the associational camps that I've gone to in the past mm-hmm. have been that literally I can take my kids 
everything is programmed. You know, the food is there. The activities are there. The study is there. Everything is there. Mm -hmm. And I can actually spend my time with my kids. I'm not running Mm -hmm. something. I can actually spend my time with them. Right. And my chaperones can spend time with them. So you're not having to worry about logistics as much. I mean, you still do. And we'll talk about that too here in a few minutes, but Mm -hmm. it's not the same kind of logistics as if you're running the camp yourself. Right. And so I, I'm a big believer in not reinventing the wheel if you don't have to. I've said <laughs> that before for yes. a few things. And so if you oh. have the ability to make camp an, an option, then then going to a camp that's set up is a really good thing to be able to do. And one thing that I like about those about camps like that as well is that um, one of the things I've seen very commonly, like at Centricate and other camps as well, is that there is a time when the kids are maybe doing their breakouts or doing their activities, there'll usually be at least one time during the day where there's like an adult devotional time where they intentionally set aside time to invest in the adults who are investing in the kids. Um, And so I, I appreciate that as well. I love it that they do an adult Bible study um, Mm -hmm. and want to encourage us as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's just, yeah, camp is just to me, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun all the way around, all the way around. So I definitely do that. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about some more specifics of things Mm -hmm. that we kind of need to think about as we're doing it. Cause we talked about why we love camp. We talked about that decision of, are you going to have your own camp? Are you going to go to a camp? Um, I think the next thing that you really have to kind of make some decisions on is location. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to take your kids and how Mm -hmm. far are you going to take your kids? Yes. And that is always a a big concern for me when I'm looking at, for example, a centric kid location or an associational location that I, I have never been super comfortable taking my kids a very long distance away because you have lots of options and there's lots of great camps and lots of different locations. Mm -hmm. But especially if I'm taking, I I typically felt more comfortable taking like third graders through fifth graders or third graders through sixth graders, according to, you know, how how we did it. Um, I have done second grade through, Mm -hmm. I have done, overnight, just single overnight camps with first and second Mm -hmm. and third graders Mm -hmm. before. So those are, but those are completely different types of camps. So I've, I've looked at different options because I really, I feel like second, first and second graders struggle with more than a night or two, because when you're looking at like a four day camp, yeah. That's a long time to be away from home if you don't yeah. have that experience of being away from home. And so typically right. if I have had first or second graders go with me to camp. It's usually been with a parent with their parent as a chaperone mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. that way they have that familiarity. Mm-hmm. But I have really looked at because I've had churches before that have been like, oh, you know, taking them to this city would be really great to go to camp, but mm-hmm. it might be four hours or five hours yeah, away. Yeah, that yeah. tends to make me a little more nervous. I don't want yeah. to be super far because I have had, you know, over all the years of my ministry, I have yeah. had injuries happen. I've had kids mm-hmm. that have been sick. I've had yes. parents have emergencies and need to come yes. get kids because, you know, they've had a family member pass away or something mm-hmm. happened where they needed to get their kids. Mm-hmm. And I just have found that the farther away you are from home, 
the harder, harder it is. makes it. Do you find the same or have you oh, been brave enough to go a little farther? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> About two, two to three hours is kind of my, my zone that I want to stay in. Um, yeah. Which can be tough because especially depending on where you live or depending on where you are, it can be hard to find camps within that, that you know, range. Right. Um, and that may not be the right range for you. But yeah, usually right. usually about a couple hours, three at most is kind of the, right. the area I want to stay in with my kids. Right. I really think that that's something you do have to think about is, is your location and your kids and their ages mm -hmm. and the situation. Like, are they you know, used to being away from home, were they not used to being mm. away from home, those kinds of different things when you're looking at your location. But mm -hmm. I think that was one of the things that we talked about when we talked about January planning. I chose my location for camp the year before. Year before. At camp. Yeah. And I know that that sounds like, oh, you mean you're, you're telling me that you start thinking, but you really do yeah. almost have to book mm -hmm. your camp pretty far in advance, especially mm -hmm. if you have a large number of kids. Now, if you have a smaller church and you have a small number of kids, you might be able to fit in somewhere, um, you know, if they have a cancellation or if they have members that, that are available, but you really do have to start thinking about that as soon as possible. And so typically mm -hmm. I try to make that decision right after camp. Mm -hmm. Am I going to be going to this camp again? Am I going to look at other locations? Am I going to look at other programs? Are we going to mm -hmm. do something different next year? You know, kind of what are, are we doing so that I can check those dates, get those dates kind of on my calendar, you know, and, and by the end of camp, I can kind of decide, was this too early to go to camp? Mm -hmm. Was this too late to go to camp? Would mm -hmm. I rather go before? Was this BBS too close to VBS? Yes. Because <laughs> I have literally yes. gotten off the bus on a Friday and then started VBS <gasps> on Sunday. And it is I, I didn't have I walked into that was my first year at a church. They already had those dates set. Oh no. And it just about killed me. Yeah. Because I also found that I was doing a lot of VBS work at camp. Like I wasn't getting to spend as much time with the kids oh, right. because I was having to make those phone calls while they were doing things and I yes. I couldn't be there. And so it was a really tough first year because it was just yeah. boom, boom, boom. And so it's really hard to do. It, it really mm -hmm. is. And it's a lot for your kids. It's exhausting for your kids. It is. So if you can, can give yourself a little space yeah. in between. And so a lot of times I liked doing it. Well, it was according. Some years I liked doing VBS right after the school year while everybody was still kind of in that mode. And then sometimes we did camp right after the school year. And so it was according to the kids. I did it differently at every church where mm -hmm. I served because it was kind of according to how the families and the traditions right. were for them and, right. and what they did. But, but having that date and location and those mm -hmm. things down, you know, a couple of weeks after camp for the next year sets you up to really be able to, because we mentioned most camps are looking for their first deposits in February. Yes. yes. And so that means you have to have your parent meetings in January so that you can give them a little bit of time to come up with the money for those deposits. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you want to to make sure that you have kind of thought through those dates and everything pretty Absolutely. well. And, you know, both types of camps that I've done, both, you know, where I go and the camps provided or where you're just renting out a facility mm -hmm. in both of those instances, they have asked us if we want to recommit to the next year. Right. So, so it's not just one type or the other, you know, even whenever we went and did our own camp, they're like, Hey, do you want to go ahead and reserve these dates for next year? Yeah. Um, 
Because okay. they're being proactive with their calendar mm-hmm. and, and they're Absolutely. wanting to make sure that you are too. And, and, so. and that they get their calendar filled too. Well, yes. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's what is great. Every camp where I have taken kids have always let me, for example, if I take 15 kids to camp this year, then I am going to reserve 20 mm-hmm. spots for next year. And then when I do those initial deposits, if I need more, they usually have more available. And if I need less, they'll let mm-hmm. me cut down to less, but I always tried to look at, Oh, hopefully I can, but I also looked at my numbers too. If Mm -hmm. I knew that my kids, I had fewer kids in third, fourth and fifth grade, then I might not reserve as many spots, but I kind of tried to look so that I always, you know, planned on, cause I, it never felt that we usually had kids that came with us to camp Mm-hmm. that were not regular attenders or that mm-hmm. might be family members, like for example, right. a cousin or, you know, somebody bring that, a friend. You know, they mm-hmm. want to bring their friend from school. They want to bring. And so I always wanted to have that ability to be able to add a few. And most camps are really super kind about that, but you have to really be careful because there is a date where, <laughs> or you'll be paying for those extra spots. You're paying for those extra <laughs> yes. spots. You know, it's, you know, done. So you basically really want to make sure that you know where your cutoff dates are. So you're not paying deposits mm-hmm. and then not needing those spots. And you want to make, I think those things really clear to your parents too, that mm-hmm. you have a date for your parents where you say, okay, once you pay this deposit, if you haven't canceled with me by this date, then even yeah. if you decide you're not going to camp, I'm not going to be able to get your deposit money back necessarily, unless I happen to have somebody come in that take wants to take spot. your child's spot. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've already, you know, we've already put that money out there. We've already done that. And mm-hmm. so, and that's something you really want to think about with your budget too, because sometimes you do have to put those deposits down with camp before you're going to get the money from parents. Mm-hmm. So I always put that, you know, in my budget that I was going to need, you know, this much money basically to be able to pay deposits at the beginning. So those are the kinds of things you have to think about logistically early. Well, and sometimes whenever, if I got to the end of the prior budget year, if there was a little bit of money left and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do, I would go ahead and put that deposit towards camp. Right. So, yeah. Well, and that's always one of the things that's great about camp is that typically you do have um, church members who are super willing to sponsor kids for camp. So if you have a parent that says, you know, we just don't have the money for camp this year, you know, there's a lot of of Sunday school classes Mm -hmm. that might be willing to sponsor some kids. Mm -hmm. That's when we have, and and honestly, at one church where I served, that was part of the budget was to help, was to, was, uh, you know, scholarships Scholarships. for a certain number of kids was Mm -hmm. built into my budget when I first got there already, because they were like, we want to be able to help families if they can't go yeah. You know, to be able to do this. And so, um, and then sometimes I was able to use that to help all of the kids like to take, you know, say, well, we have this little bit of extra money. So yes. instead of, you know, $40, you can just give me 30 and we'll, you know, that will take care, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's, you know, being a little bit creative with your budget, but making sure you have that available so that if your mm-hmm. kids can, and, and I've also, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've served in, in churches where we just didn't have the money to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. not a lot of the church members had yeah. the money for that. So, you know, we weren't able to do that as much, but, um, but I've always typically found that, that, uh, you know, some of the senior adult classes, some of the older adult mm-hmm. classes, mm-hmm. they really love to help kids to be able to have that camp experience. And so they're yeah. very willing to do things. Or as you mentioned, we've done fundraisers before mm-hmm. for camp and you do have to mm-hmm. do those super early. Like we typically did those in the fall. 
start in, in the fall. In the winter. Yeah. To start, you know, to, to be able to get that deposit money for, for families to be able mm-hmm. to do some sort of fundraiser where, mm-hmm. whether it was, you know, you know, all those kinds of fundraiser things, selling, you know, chocolate bars or, or having spaghetti <laughs> dinners or doing yes. car washes or, you know, um, you know, there's just all sorts of different things that you can do to try to help your families to be able to, to relieve a little bit of the stress of the, of the money for camp. Because like I said, people are usually very helpful wanting to help yes. kids be able to go to camp. And one thing that I always did whenever we had kids that were scholarshiped would um, I'd have them write a thank you note to where even if the person who scholarship them wanted to remain anonymous, I usually knew, or at least somebody knew the financial right. secretary knew, right. somebody knew, who they were. knew who they were. So, so I'd be able to, you know, give that thank you note from that child, make sure it got mm-hmm. to the person or the class or whoever scholarshiped them um, as well to, yeah. to kind of try to bring that full circle. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a it's a good thing to do. The other thing that you really have to think about early with camp is paperwork. Oof, yes. <laughs> I think paperwork yes. is probably the hardest thing to do with camp. You want to check with the camp to get the paperwork as early as you can. Getting parents mm-hmm. to fill out paperwork and getting it back to you mm-hmm. can be very difficult. I always try to encourage them to fill out the paperwork during the early parent meeting mm-hmm. so that I would have mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. as early as I could. That yep. rarely worked. It almost, oh, really? Yeah, it, because there would always be a few that couldn't come to the meeting. Oh, right, right. Or they might have said, you know, oh, I don't have my insurance card with me, so I can't fill out that information, so I need to take it home with me. Or Because you do need to have that type of information. You want mm-hmm. to really think about the information that you need to have for camp. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you really do need are, is, is the medical information, mm-hmm. you know, medical insurance information, any kind of um of health issues and that kind of thing. And so having just a general paperwork filled out with, with the contact information and how you get in touch with parents and all of that's really important, but also having the, the paperwork that has insurance information that has medical information on it so that you have that available. The camp is going to probably require it. Mm-hmm. So you need to be prepared with two copies of that. Oh, what we would do is we would um, have an online camp registration form for the church and we would get all that information mm-hmm. and we would put that up before the parent meeting. And then at the parent meeting, we would have the camps form. Yes. And then we would have the camps registration form and the camps liability release form. Mm-hmm. And we would have our liability release form. Right. And so I can't remember if the camp forms, our forms had to be notarized. And yes. so we would tell parents in advance, be like, okay, we're going to have all the forms available. Yes. We're going to have and a, a notary present. Mm-hmm. So come prepared to fill all this out and we'll get it notarized. We'll get it done for us. That was very, that was, that worked very well for us. I mean, like you said, right. there would be families who wouldn't come to the meeting, but right. having all the forms, having the notary present, having it to where it's like, it's one stop, <laughs> just come and do it all at once. Always seemed to work really well for us. Yeah. So, oh yes. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things you, most of the camps that I've ever been involved with do, they do have to be notarized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that our paperwork had to be notarized mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, ours always I did, worked sure. really closely with our insurance company to make sure that mm-hmm. we had everything in place for what our liability might be for taking kids to camp, mm-hmm. whether it was information about transportation or mm-hmm. our medical insurance and all of that, because you do never know when something might happen. Yes. And the thing about this, I've, I've seen a lot of churches over the years as I've served at camp 
when I, because most every camp where I served, I actually helped at registration. So when kids Mm -hmm. and and churches Mm -hmm. were coming onto the camp, they would, I would work with them. And so many times they would just bring us our copies Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have copies. have copies of their own. And yeah. I always explain, you really need to have your own yeah. copies and the camp have a copy yes. because the camp copies had to be taken. Like the, 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 the mm-hmm. camp nurse was responsible to keep all of those in right. her cabin. And so, and it was the same way at, you know, Central Kid or the other camps like that, that I served at where there was a location where all of those notarized forms had to be, and you had to check to make sure you had one for every child. Right. And so I always kept a notebook and that notebook went with me everywhere, Everywhere. every day. Stayed in my backpack. Yes. Constantly. (laughs) And so that I would have all of the medical information that I would have Mm -hmm. all of the contact information that I would have those medical release and the insurance, because if I ever did have a kid that was injured at camp, which I did, and I have to take them to the hospital. We had to go somewhere. I needed to make sure that I had quick access to all of that. Mm -hmm. So it stayed with me Mm -hmm. through, you know, every day of camp. And so you want to make sure that that you're looking at all of those kinds of things. And you do Mm -hmm. need, like I said, we also had to have specific paperwork for transportation. So Mm -hmm. actually our parents Mm -hmm. had to fill out three different things because they had to fill out for church. They had to fill out for the camp and then they had to fill out for transportation because Mm -hmm. our insurance required a different Mm -hmm. form for permission to take them. Right. You know, on the bus. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you really that's the probably the other big thing that you really have to think about early and that you mm-hmm. want to make sure you have all in a row. Because the worst thing in the world, it always made me so sad because every year we had at least one mm-hmm. where we'd have a church that didn't have somebody's paperwork. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't have the paperwork, they, they could not stay. come to camp. They yeah. couldn't stay at camp because literally as we checked in churches, and I mean, I'm talking about churches with three bestfuls of kids, we still oh, checked yeah. every individual yeah, yeah. child in. So yeah. we had to make sure we had it for every single individual child. And mm-hmm. so you really want to make sure you, you take care of that. Have and all so. that stuff filed and ready to go. I would, I would have a folder in my backpack. I would have a big, one of those big giant, like Manila folders with like the camp, you know, child by child, all the yes. forms in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, and while we're talking about medical things, talking about medicines is super mm-hmm. important because yes. kids take medicines on a regular basis mm-hmm. and no camp that I've ever been associated with allows kids to have their medications with them on their person. Mm-hmm. It has to be with the um, chaperone. It has to be with the, some camps require it to be with the camp. Like they require mm-hmm. the camp nurse to administer any medication. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about any medication, whether it be Advil or whether it be, you know, a, a prescribed medication that the kids mm-hmm. had to have every day. Now, mm-hmm. the few exceptions might be if they had an extreme allergy where they had an EpiPen mm-hmm. that had to stay with them. Mm -hmm. Um, they could, you know, or an inhaler that had to stay with them. But even then it it had to be situations where they had to have it with them. Right. You know, if it was one where, oh, they use an inhaler sometimes, then that would go to the nurse. You know, it was, you know, it was, Hmm. we, we had to be very specific about medications. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard for parents to understand because I had a lot of parents that would say, oh, she keeps Advil with her all the time. It's fine. She can take it anytime she wants to. And I would Mm -hmm. be like, I can't. Not have camp, a, a, a bottle of Advil just in a room at camp. Yeah. I, you know, I have to have control of all of those meds. Right, and so right. really having that conversation mm-hmm. with parents about mm-hmm. medications and mm-hmm. how that's done 
is, right. is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. and with your, your volunteers as well, because like at one camp we went to, we, our adults remained in control of kids' medications and then, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you have clear information from parents and clear mm-hmm. instructions from parents and that that's clear to the adults. If your adults are keeping it, who right. are going to be administering it. And so, yeah. Right. It is. It can be a tricky thing. So <laughs> it, can it always makes me so stressed. <laughs> so I know it does. Like, oh, it, it really can yeah. be very tricky. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing is, is, is your need for chaperones. You really need mm-hmm. to look at the camp that you've chosen, what their requirements for chaperones are. Mm-hmm. And then you really need to talk with your insurance company and make sure that you have your, you know, what you require for your number of chaperones and and where they can be and when they can be and all of those kinds of things, because that's an important, that could be a whole episode on its own, honestly, (laughs) because it chaperones can really make or break a camp experience for the kids. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you have everything set up so that it can be as successful as it can possibly be. And so finding the right type of chaperones, the ones that are going to have fun with the kids, but also be responsible, but not be too difficult. You know, all those little kinds of things that you have to think through when you're choosing chaperones can be difficult, but, um, and whether or not you're going to decide to take parents or allow parents to come or not again that's again something you have to really think about because Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's kind of nice for the kids to be able to get away from parents Mm -hmm. to have that camp experience but some kids really do need their parents with them so it's you you know you kind of have to look at each situation to and and what your needs are to kind of determine how are you going to do chaperones for the trip Mm -hmm. well and one thing too I know we keep referencing insurance. One thing with our insurance company, we always had to take out a special, is it called a writer or like a yeah. special mm-hmm. little, you know, additional policy for right. camp. Right. And so that was something we always had to do like a month or so in advance as well. And mm-hmm. so, you know, checking with your insurance company, not only on, you know, their guidelines and making sure you have yourself covered with liability things, but also do you, do you need an additional writer? Do you need an right. additional um, little add on to your policy as you go on this mm-hmm. trip? Well, and you have to remember too, that the um, chaperones that you have also have to have background checks and any other kind of check on them that either the camp might require or that your church insurance would Mm -hmm. require your church Mm -hmm. requires. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes we will pull chaperones from other areas of the church for camp that might not necessarily work in children's ministry during the entire year. And so you have to kind of look at, and, and I have lost chaperones before because I've, you know, said, well, we have to do the background check or the fingerprinting or whatever we did at that particular time. And, you know, they said, no, you know, I'm I'm a parent, I should be able to go. And I'm like, I'm sorry, if you're, if you're going, you're representing the church. Yeah, you're, you're, you can't go as a parent, you're going as a church chaperone, because that's the way camps are set up. And so having that background check done, or whatever your, you know, issues are for what you do for that, you know, they had to go through those, that process, just like everybody else. Everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so those are conversations that you have to have really early so that you don't kind of come up at the end where they think, oh, I'm just not going to do it. And they're going to be desperate and take me anyway. And you go, oh, no, yeah. So, yeah. So, 
you know, there are, are so many things that you have to think about when you're planning for camp. And, and some of those little things are, are like, you, you know, you, you're going to want to take extra snacks with you because there's yes. going to be times like at night when they you're going to be starving. <laughs> and so having, you know, some crackers or some cookies or some, mm -hmm. you definitely want to have bottles of water with you yes. that they can have in their, you know, rooms or in their cabins at night. Cause you're, there's times where they're going to need water and they're going to need snacks. Mm -hmm. And so those kinds of things are, are super important. Having a packing list mm -hmm. for the parents, yes. letting them know, you know, what they need to have with them, what they need to bring. They and one don't of the need to have with them. Oh, you know, that's <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> yes. 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 I, I will never forget. I had a strict no electronics and mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm. I can't imagine now, even, even with it only just being four years difference. Yeah. So I can't imagine like, now how much harder that would be. Yeah. Yeah. But One of the reasons why I had that policy was because I had a little boy that insisted on bringing his iPod back when we still use iPods <laughs> you know, back in the day. Uh -huh. And he just, you know, and I explained, you know, you're not going to have any time to use it. They're not allowed mm -hmm. at camp. So you can't mm -hmm. take it out of the, the room. There's no, you know, there's no reason for you to bring it. And he had to have it. And his mom was like, he has to have it. He has to have it with them. Okay. And I explained, I said, you know what? If it gets lost, if it gets broken, I, there's too many things that can happen to it because yeah. it just can. And yeah. she was like, oh, no, he's super responsible with it. He, you know, takes it with him everywhere he goes. He's perfectly fine. We had pulled out of the church parking lot. And it was gone. And he shattered it. Oh, no. Five minutes. And so I was like, I'm so sorry, but this is what, you know, he was messing yes. with it. He was trying to show it off to somebody and he literally just kind of accidentally threw it and it hit the best floor and it just shattered into pieces. And so oh. it was like one of those things where I was like, I'm so sorry, but this is why. This is why you shouldn't have brought it. You know, um, things yeah. can get taken, things can get stolen, mm -hmm. money can get yeah. stolen really easily. And there is no way to prove money. You, you, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's no way parents would always say, well, did you search everyone? Anybody can have money. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's almost impossible <laughs> to prove somebody right. stole money. So I always was, was really specific on, you know, I tried to hold money for the kids. Like they would have envelopes mm -hmm. that they would give me with their money and I would mm -hmm. give them money as they needed it. If they wanted to buy snacks, if they wanted to do something special. Mm -hmm. Um, but those kinds of things with your packing list that you go over with mm -hmm. parents, you know, the, the dress code mm -hmm. for summer yes. dress code with bathing suits and shirts. And so many camps are very specific about what can be like, you can't necessarily wear t-shirts over swimsuits in swimming pools at some of the camps because mm -hmm. it clogs up filters that cotton mm -hmm. does. So even if your church has a specific rule about like how your kids have to dress for swimming, it may not meet the camp requirements. Mm -hmm. So you really want to make sure that you know, you know, what the dress code is for the camp and what your dress code is that you require and that parents are super aware of that. Yes. Um, one of the things I was going to say earlier, and I think I, I got sidetracked, um, is that I tried to have extras of everything on the packing list with me. Mm, good call. I had good a big call. bag that had Every, you know, a, a couple of extra of everything. So that mm -hmm. way, if I did have a child that didn't bring something that they needed to have, obviously you can't have enough of everything for everyone. Right. right. But I did try to bring extra toothbrushes. I would have extra some, socks you know, and extra, you know, yeah, little, you know, little things, mm -hmm. you know, you know, if they were going to need sunglasses or if they were going to need 
pillowcases or a pillow, you know, to have an extra pillow in the bag. I would try to, you know, like think of things that they might, an extra set of sheets if they were going to have a bed or an extra sleeping bag if we needed, you know, those kinds of mm-hmm. things, because inevitably I would always have a kid that forgot something. Yes. And so I always tried to make sure that I was kind of prepared for that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and I've got a funny story with like packing and your packing list and money. Oh. Um, and I don't know, I, I assume this is a true story. This is a story that I heard back way back at the girls camp, um, <laughs> at the associational girls camp. But supposedly one year there was a little girl who um, swore up and down that her mom sent her snack money. They pulled all of her stuff apart they could never find the snack money. Do you know where I'm going with this? Do you know where I the snack imagine. money was? It was in the little box with her soap. She never used her soap all week long. Oh, so no. she never found her money. <laughs> <laughs> so she what? would, I guess, like get in the shower, just get wet and get out. <laughs> well, even if they come into the water to begin with. Sometimes oh, I've had kids yes. just consider swimming. Get They're like, I swam. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very serious thing. I've, I've had parents give me a hard time about lots of things like that of like I don't think my kid showered the whole time and I'm like there's only so much we can do right to right sure that your kids are doing what they're supposed yes. to be doing yes um, but even like for example at I know at Centric Kid one year they had they had the soda machines open in the mornings Mm-hmm. And oh, so, gosh. you know, like, so one of the kids yes. went home so excited because she said, I got to have Dr. Pepper every morning for breakfast. And the mom was like, you let what? my daughter have Dr. Pepper every morning for breakfast? And I was like, I tried my best to watch what they were putting in their cups yes. and what they were doing, but I had 35 kids. It's really yes. hard to make sure, you know. You know so, but I also think that that's the fun part of camp. Yes. Yes. Sometimes you get to skip using your soap or not having, you know, a nutritious breakfast. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, but you do try to, to really make sure and to watch over the things yes. that you need to, but yes, that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that is a typical camp story. That's pretty, pretty much fun. Um, well, hopefully we've kind of covered some things. We, we did want to mention one of the things about camp and, and, and for me laughing, cause I'm sure that there are some people out there that going, what do you mean? You know, the kids didn't use soap for the week. That's, <laughs> that's a nightmare scenario. But I think one of the things that you really have to think when you're thinking about camp is that this is the opportunity for you to just have fun with your kids, yes. for you just to really be mm-hmm. able to enjoy it. And obviously you're going to keep them safe. And obviously you're going to do everything you can do to make sure that they eat nutritious meals and that they take a shower every day. Yeah. But the highlight for them is going to be how much fun you have yes. with them. Yes. So for you to have the time where you can be silly, where you can mm-hmm. do fun things, where you can play games with them and be part mm-hmm. of it, you know, that is, is part of the fun. And I've seen so many churches over the year have some fun traditions. They had mascots that they brought every year that, you know, were little stuffed animals or stuffed animals on a stick or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it was how they you know, led their group everywhere they went. But that was their church's you know, tradition. <laughs> Yes. Um, whenever we did, we talked about Centric Kid a lot. And mm-hmm. my very favorite part of Centric Kid is organized mass chaos. Yes. And, and really prepping your kids for an, a big activity like that where mm-hmm. you get to be. And that was the time where like they would cover me with shaving cream at yes. the end. That yes. was, you know, they, my kids love that they got to just cover me from head to toe with shaving cream. 
And that was perfectly fine for me because that was part of the fun for them was to be able to play games with them and to be a part of things with them and to not have to stress and to worry quite so much every single second that I'm there, (laughs) but have those fun traditions, plan fun activities with them, you know, spend that time with them. Don't spend the whole time sitting back, working on other things, or, you know, don't just sort of halfway be there. Yeah. Just be there. You want to be a part of it and have fun and really Make enjoy race with your kids. Yeah. If you can do t-shirts, you know, church t-shirts that mm-hmm. are matching things that you can do that, you know, mm-hmm. that really just bring your church family together more. Those are the memories that the kids are always going to have. Um, you know, we did things like, for example, I know that if we, um, there was one year we were playing some sort of game and the kids you know, want to say, well, if we don't win, Mrs. Davidson, what, you know, like, what will you do if we, you know, and so I, I said, well, I will do the chicken dance at the restaurant that we stop at on the way home. If we don't win. And so we didn't win. And so I literally stood up in steak and shake and I did the chicken dance and the kids loved it and talked about it for years because, you know, so it sort of lessened the blow of that loss, Yeah, you know, that our team didn't win that particular game that year. But because of that, you know, we got to do something fun and they got to see me embarrass myself and, you know, and, and it's just all part of what you do when you're a children's minister, you embarrass yourself whenever possible. (laughs) Those are the memories. Yeah. You know, those are the things that kids are going to remember. Those are the things that are going to really stick out to them. And that's, that's how you're building that relationship with them. Because those kids that you have a hard time talking with, they're going to love talking to you about when they saw you covered from the toe and <laughs> yes. They're going to love talking about, you know, telling their parents about you, you know, doing the chicken dance in the yes. middle of the restaurant. It's those kind of things that are going to break open those relationships, mm-hmm. especially the ones that you're having a harder time kind of getting. Yes, and connecting so it's, with. Mm-hmm. it's a fun thing. Can you think of anything we missed, Dr. Virginia? Oh, gosh, there probably is something we say this at the end of every episode. There's probably something we're not thinking about, but I feel like we've touched on a lot of the high points of camp, preparing really for camp, have. getting kids prepared, getting parents prepared. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we have. We've gone even in a little bit more detail than I expected to go. But if you have questions, if you have more questions, if there are things that we didn't cover that you would like to hear about camp, please send us a note, you know, send us an email, let us know on social media, because we would love to be able to address those things. We'd love to be able to answer your questions. We'd love to be able to help you in this way, because like I said, we do truly, you know, we've talked about this several times, you know, for us, you know, VBS and camp mm-hmm. are just two of the fun things that we get to we do love. as children's minister each year. Mm-hmm. And we love that because, because of how we can connect with the kids and because of how we can engage them in God's word. And, and so you, you have this opportunity if you have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we hope that we've helped you prep a little bit. We've hoped that we've made you think about camp a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and so we, we just really appreciate you coming along on this conversation with us. We really do. So we hope that everyone has a wonderful week and we will talk to you again soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.